0: By the way, I just properly pronounced acrimonious having not read this before. mm, Nailed it.
1: (laughs) ¶¶ Welcome to episode forty-four of Lunchtime in Rome. This is Eric, and I'm here with Jay. Hi. Hi, Jay. Hi. There's no Brian this week. He's no traveling Brian. again. Whomp, whomp. Yeah. Um but some logistics right off the bat. You can visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. You can check out all the old episodes and catch up if you'd like to do that. You can subscribe to our email. Um, you can also watch on Facebook Live um, each Wednesday right now is when we're, we're uh, recording. And we record around somewhere in between 8 and 9 o'clock. Um, and if you want to participate in, in chat with us, uh, we love it. Um, if you have any questions or if you have any needs or anything like that, it's a great place to do it. Um, And you can just join anybody else who's there um, and and chat live with them as well. And uh, definitely like our Facebook page and uh, get any updates throughout the week. Um, But, yeah, Jay, if you want to give a little rundown of what our podcast is all about, I think that would be great.
0: I would love to. Um, We put this little podcast together um, with the idea of teaching people. Uh, how to meet people's emotional needs. And the reason behind that is the number one problem people all across the world face is feeling alone. Yeah. No matter who you are, the richest, the poorest, the, uh, strongest, the weakest, whatever you feel alone at times in your life. And if we really want to love people and I would hope that everybody's goal would be to be more loving. Yeah. Um, yeah the greatest way I think the not greatest, but the easiest way you can love somebody is to meet their emotional needs because we all have needs. You have physical needs, food, water, shelter, intellectual needs. You want to grow. You got to have a hobby, that kind of stuff, yeah. spiritual needs, then emotional needs and emotional needs are only met in a relationship. Yeah. And too often we're in relationships, but we're not very good at relationships. Right. And so if we can teach people and how to keep other people from feeling alone by meeting their emotional needs, which is sort of focused on Romans twelve fifteen in the Bible, which says, "Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn." Very simple. It's very simple, but not that easy to do. Right? Not executed well. And so that's what this entire podcast is about. That's why we call it Lunchtime Romans twelve fifteen in well Lunchtime twelve fifteen right. right in Rome, Romans, with the idea of what would you do if you were in. Rome having lunch you'd be just sharing life and so that's the first part of the podcast is we just share life and we model rejoicing with each other and mourning with each other and then we teach about it just some little thing or give an example of where we can love people or where we can help them from feeling alone and then we throw it all out the window by making fun of people at the end by talk, telling them to do better
1: Yeah, so that's what we do Yeah, um, and we weren't here last week Um, not our producer was not in town, Um, fired. (laughs) Um, but we are back this week. Yeah. So producer is me. That's Um, true. (laughs) And, um, yeah, you were out of town. I was in the big apple. Um, and you know how we feature a, uh, a picture of food for the week. Yes. I had plenty of opportunity to take pictures. I food can't imagine. And I didn't take it. <laughs> oh boy. But I did I did take a picture of and I'll put it up um, uh, on our we can we can use it as the feature. It's not a picture of food, but we went to this place. I believe the name of the restaurant was called Antica. It was uh, an Italian place, four course meal, but they had this little gimmick of <laughs> this giant peppercorn <laughs> grinder. Like, the size of a null. post. You wanted the like, pepper? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And it looks like a null post. Like, that would be, like, on a staircase. Like, <laughs> did you say a null post? Yeah, you know, like, at the end of a staircase, like, at the end of the banister. I don't know that I've ever heard the term knoll post. You ever see Christmas Vacation? Once, when twice, like three takes, times a <laughs> When he, takes off the, the top of the knoll post with the chainsaw, he's like, fix the null post. Wow! Yeah, but it was huge, and it was it was very funny. I have a picture of that. I'll, I'll put it up. Um, but yeah, the trip to New York was was really interesting. So I was invited by one of our vendors uh, called Bright Edge. Oh, to Bright come, Edge, right? You know about Bright oh, Edge, Mister yeah. Techie Pants? Not oh, sure. Um, and uh, Mister Techie Pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I spoke at. The, their uh, Share 19 convention, which was a lot of fun. And what did you speak about? Your SEO stuff? Yeah, so... Search engine optimization. Exactly. Very good. Yeah. Um, so that when you Google search something, your product comes up at the top. Exactly. Um, Otherwise known as Payola. <laughs> that's right. Um, so whenever I thought about what I was going to present um, after they invited me, I wanted to do something along the lines like one, it had to be a, like a, su- a success story that we had at American Eagle and it had to be related to bright edge, right? What we use the tool for makes sense to me. And I'm feeling that this bright edge is some sort of a, they track search
0: optimization tool. They
1: do many, many things, but their main bread and butter is they keep track of where we rank for our keywords. So we can tell like whenever we make an optimization, We'll see a lift in keyword and lift in rank, and then we should see traffic and revenue go up accordingly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I was thinking of like, okay, if I was first starting out in SEO, what would I want? What, what, what would I want? Wanted? What would I want? I'm sure you
0: presented just as well <laughs> just, as you are right yes. now.
1: Um, You swore and walked (laughs) off the stage. All right. Um, What would I want to hear if I'm just starting out? Makes sense. Right. If I'm a seasoned SEO, more like it's a reminder to get back to basics. Mm -hmm. There's some basics that just work, and this is how we did it, and what is the process that we put in place at American Eagle to make a real difference in, in what we do on the SEO team. And then if you're, like, in senior leadership, listen to your SEOs. They're sitting on a mountain of data that is very actionable and can really make a difference in your business. Um, so I felt like I was hitting on those three different levels of, of who was in the audience. And that's kind of what, who was in the audience. Um, and yeah, I got a lot of good feedback. I got how long. Uh, I spoke, it was like 15 minutes and, um, and then I, I did it. I, I how went, many people, I'd say a little over 100. Ooh, that's a big number. It was good. It was a good, solid number. And we had a good question and answer. And I had some people come up to me and afterwards. Just and it was me. I went on. And then there was an, another woman, um, Betty Ann. <laughs> another woman. Um, you called yourself a woman. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with Boom. that. Um, uh, Boom. And, <laughs> and she uh, she had something that was kind of similar. What to was your wh- name? Betty Ann. Oh, it's my mother's name. Yeah. yeah, I wonder she was there. <laughs> She's an SEO. Do you know this? She's ten, she knows so much. Um, and she was great, but we, uh, ours kind of overlapped and related a little bit, and which was nice because then like the Q and A session we could kind of do together. And did you have like a handheld mic or did no? It was you?
0: The lavalier. Ooh, lavalier. I like lavalier better than the old over the ear things. Oh
1: yeah, all day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's old school, like. For a while, everybody was around oh, the earlobe. You lo- like
1: you gotta have a mic on your face, right?
0: And yet, it would never work, right? And like, nothing ever fits over my ear. I don't know why I have like
1: crazy shaped ear guy face, right? Um, Person, but yeah, it was a fun trip. I'm glad to get one under my belt. I would like to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so cool, though. That you got to do that. Like, I feel like really you, were, you were somebody. <laughs> somebody for 15 minutes for 15 old minutes Forget 12 Right And you know So going to New York I like And we'll talk you about this You know I've this. never been Man I have a real I have a real love Hate relationship For New York um, But I stayed at uh, The Club Quarters Hotel Which our The restaurant of the hotel Overlooked The uh, The 9-11 Memorial mm. And the new Freedom Tower Sure So it was like Just beautiful <laughs> I did my interval running. You did on Wednesday. Look at you! Look at you! But I missed my first day Aww. on Friday. But I cut the grass when I got home on Friday. You did. I yeah. called you. So, kind of made up for it, and I'm okay. I don't feel guilty. Um, but yeah, on Wednesday I did my run around the memorial where like those uh, infinity pools are. Let which me ask is you. This. Really crazy. Let me ask it's you. It's kind of surreal. Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: you're walking. No. Jogging, and, running, and walking, right? right, right <laughs> yeah. Interval. It's intervals. right? <laughs> yeah, I get it. yeah, yeah. Around one of the most significant places in modern U.S. history. Yeah, it's a fair statement. Yeah, where great tragedy occurred. Yes, great heroism as yeah. well. Yeah, that if but for the passage of time, you would have been standing in that exact place. Right. Isn't that a very like you? Did you say surreal? I said surreal. Right. Yeah. It has to be.
1: It is, and because I just kind of like I was like as I was running, I was just thinking about like, wow, like what was it like? And I've been there before, but like it was just it was just me this time. It was like and I had my headphones on, listening to music, and like I was just running around. Because they say if you're ever in New York online. City,
0: have a headphone on so you're not aware of your surroundings. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I felt so safe because I mean, there's cops everywhere. Yeah, you know, and like plus, wow. and it's like, it, like right where it is, like. It's, it's the safest place you could be right. pretty much it, at least the safest place in New York City like there's no safer place in New York City than right there yeah um, they have like stations of like huts with cops in them and then they have cops standing all around it so like, interesting I felt I was this I was like this is perfect um and it was just uh it was just interesting like you know running around and uh, running around the 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 monument and just thinking about everything that happened that day where I was, you know, and it was, it was, it was I don't want to say cool, I feel like cool was like the word, like, not. it's not cool. Hey, people died here and people uh, saved yeah, lives. Right, here. Yeah, That's right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Hey, I'm jogging. Well, and I make? thought about that, like I thought about the firefighters because they had like some, there was like a, on a building nearby there was like um, a firefighter flag and an American flag and you know, in remembrance and I was like, wow, like I just can't imagine. Like we're having different that, like. days. <laughs> yeah. you're like I'm jogging la, la, la. yeah and you're jogging with all this equipment and, up the stairs right. into a fiery almost, building almost identical yeah right um, but yeah it was it was really really powerful it was a powerful jog probably <laughs> the most powerful jog I've ever had um, and then uh, yeah we, we ate at several cool places um, Antigua that one place I, I mentioned yeah. and then <laughs> and this other place called Lafayette Um, that we went, sounds Irish, (laughs) but, uh, what was funny about that? So we were, I met up with some people that I used to work with at Merkle and we decided to get an Uber together and, and, and go from our hotel up to Lafayette and we're waiting, you know, on the curb and this, this blind guy comes up. And he asked Jess, who was with Jess and Dave, shout out to Jess and Dave. He asked Jess, you know, could you let me know when it's safe to walk across, when the light comes on? Can't wait. Yeah. (laughs) I just want everyone to know what a terrible human being I am.
0: Okay. But I want to get it out there just in case it's true. (laughs) That's fine. Because as you're like, I'm thinking like, how does this blind guy get by if he has to ask people all the time? I'm like, I know. I wonder if he picked her pocket. Oh, <laughs> that's what comes to my mind. Like clearly,
1: if you're in New York City and you're blind, you know how to get across the street. Well, I don't know. I Obvi- mean, well, no, I mean I, mean, I definitely don't know. But but it's so loud, and there's like it, where we were, there was no like indicators of like like you know, there's like that either the beeping, and even if the, there yeah, was, yeah. and
0: wait, let's take it a step further.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: clearly, I don't know what it's like to be blind, right? Uh, really, anywhere, right? And to that end, you know, I. Talk about feeling alone. You, right. Yeah. My totally. heart goes through the floor. Number one, I think he's a criminal. But if he is blind, my heart's broken
1: for him. Yeah. All right. So, so he didn't pick her pocket. So, well, hang on. So, no, 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 no. But, uh-huh. but um, so uh-huh. we're waiting there and, you know, the, the light's not, you know, ready for him to cross. What he doesn't know is she is a practical joke. <laughs> but, no, I'm just kidding. But then, okay, this is a Seinfeld moment. So this other woman who's not blind. As much as you know, just like is like kind of jogging up to like where we are on the corner. And as soon as she gets up to the corner, she like the the light turns for like the walk light goes on and like she turns to the guy and says, oh, it's safe for you to go. And like I just like locked eyes with Jess and I was like, she stole. She stole stole your your good deed for the day. (laughs) What?
0: what <laughs> how did she you know, know i was, was like
1: no you're not gonna get credit for like helping that blind guy across the street he stood there for
0: 45 seconds and you wasted it <laughs> but like how did she know did he have the cane and the glasses yeah yeah
1: yeah he had the cane and the glasses and everything when he said like he like it was obvious that he was He and he asked he asked her if he could do it but then this woman just swoops right in and stole it and i was like just yes, this is a, like a seinfeld moment like he, she totally stole your not that your, it works <laughs> this
0: way but what if you only got into heaven by a certain number of good deeds ah, and that's the one, one. That's it doesn't the work one that doesn't work that um,
1: way um but i just thought that was like oh my gosh Jess, i was like Jess, that's such a seinfeld moment um and she's but, like i'm not familiar with that show but yeah i uh and we'll talk about this in the in the coming topic for tonight for tonight but alone in new york i i felt I don't want to say I felt completely alone because I was around some good people and it was good to touch base with with, with there's a lot of downtime, yeah and there's just you know I feel so I feel like a fish out of water there and like I said like there's a love hate relationship for New York because it is so impressive like you go there and it is enormous and it's so much to take in and especially coming from a place like Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh's a big town you know, right. um, it's got a lot of tradition, a lot of old school, which I appreciate, but it, there's a lot of technology here as well. There's a lot of great things that, that are, you know, pushing f- things forward in terms of technology and whatnot. Um, but being in, it's just so fast and everybody seems to be like out for themselves. And like, I just don't have, like, I don't have a good vibe in New York, you know, like it's, I, I feel like. I don't know how else to put it, but, like, I feel icky when I'm there. Like, you know, like, it's just one of those feelings of, like, I just don't feel good.
0: Like, I can't shower enough.
1: (laughs) Right, right.
0: Um, I remember when we, my senior year of college, myself and there were, like, 33 people were uh, on an internship from Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, where we all went to school in D.C. Yeah. And so the first day, of course, we all go out together. You know, and then never again after that. Like you know, you you fact you you splintered off into groups, but I remember going and going up to the metro and watching everybody get on and off the subway. Yeah. And sprinting down the escalators because their bus was, you know, their metro is coming and sticking their And we're like, what idiots? There's another one in eight minutes. You're going to be fine. Why right. are you so hurried? And it, it wasn't a week later that we're sprinting <laughs> for the metros. And, you know, you try to stick your hand in to keep it yeah. from closing. Risking your life. Yeah. Doing whatever you can. Falling I'm down like,
1: in that third rail. We've already become those people. We've
0: already <laughs> become those people.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like you probably absorb it and it just, you know, becomes a part of you at some point when you're there. Because, like, it is, like, it's just so fast. And now I'm specifically talking about Manhattan. Like, you know, it's interesting when I hear Brian talk about when he goes to, I believe, like, Long Island is where he's been twice. Yeah, he goes to Long Island. He he says it's very much like Penn Hills. And I'm like, that that doesn't resonate with me because I've only been to, Clearly that's not New York. (laughs) Brian, I don't know where you're going. (laughs) But it's just so so much. It's just so much. And I'm. Like I come back here and I'm like, all right, I got my space. I got my yard. Well, you come right home and you cut your grass. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I did not want to cut my grass, but I was like, ah, cutting the grass. Right. Yeah. When I, um,
0: I was once offered a position in California when I was not selling hydraulic and industrial hose, he thought maybe I could not sell it in Long Beach, California. Yeah. And I went out to look at it. I think I've talked about that in the past. And, uh, I know, I know you've. it, it blew my mind that. You know if you had a million dollar house was like anybody's house here yeah except there would be another house four feet
1: right right
0: away yeah and i thought and i'm not you know i'm a people person for the most part i like to be around well what you like to call people yeah and i thought
1: you're never alone there's nowhere you can be alone out there yeah like i'd feel further apart in a townhouse like living like that I don't right. know why But even if you were In a townhouse Like
0: you can't be alone If you go yeah. out And dr- go for a drive At yeah. two in the morning There's bumper to bumper traffic Yeah In California Oh LA well, sucks I can imagine The same thing Like in Manhattan You're just oh. like There's
1: always You know I've
0: heard It's the city
1: it doesn't sleep <laughs> It does not
0: It does not sleep It does not I think it would eventually You'd go nuts
1: Yeah I would, I would go crazy Like it like I mean, I, I guess you got the boroughs uh, where you're not in Manhattan per se, right? And that, and that's very much that is very fair. Like I, I I'm not knocking on New York. It's a, it's a fantastic city. It's you know it's full of incredible people. That's the and, love
0: part of the love hate.
1: Yeah, and I and you know what was nice is like I could walk everywhere I wanted to go. Pretty much, you know, if I needed anything, I was right there. I went into the World Trade Center Mall, um, which is pretty cool. Um, it's like underground. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, first I've ever heard of that. Yeah. It looks cool up top. Like, the top looks like, I don't know what it's it's supposed to represent, but it's this, like, white, like, it looks kind of like a a vertebrae or bone kind of structure. Yeah.
0: I have an opportunity, I told you, I think, to go there in December. There's a ministry that wants to sell their ministry to pastors, for lack of a better term. All right. And they'll put you up overnight for a hotel, and they have a presentation and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Because yeah. I already know about the ministry. It's like, if I was really being altruistic, I'd be like, hey, come speak at my church. It's yeah. fine. But on the other hand, it's get free night's stay in a hotel in New York City. On The other hand, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing's free, you know. That's right. Especially with ministries. I don't know. I'm just talking. <laughs> what about you this week? You know, it's just been busy. Um, I use the line in church on Sunday that I have uh, the sermon series I'm doing is dealing with difficult people. Yeah. You know, because I try to focus on loving people and, okay, well, how do we love difficult people? And how did Jesus do that? And I said, I, I think God has just given me way too many difficult people for examples for the sermon series. And so it's going to be a long
1: series, everybody. You know,
0: I, you know I, and the joke I made is it's going to be instead my next sermon series is, you know, people that give me $100 for no reason, just to just watch <laughs> me like, oh, there's another person who gave me $100. <laughs> um, but coaching's been crushing me. I mean, because this was supposed to be the season we were going to be really, really good again. You know, it's been 10 years oh, since we yeah. were really, really good. And then we had a couple of injuries. And I've had, you know, just a couple situations that are very trying. Yeah. Um, you know, if you coach, you know, we have probably 26, 27 girls on the roster. I probably have 12 that are on varsity. They're not always the all easy to coach that Yeah. may turn out. And so some have grieved my soul yeah. and caused me to weep inwardly. Um, and yeah. when it's – I'm old enough now and coached long enough now where I'm – and maybe this is just me with a softer heart as life goes on. But the, the players who I believe the biblical term is piss you off, <laughs> I actually now f- – I actually feel bad for them. Yes. Because I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like, I want to say to them, like, I'm an old man. I've been down this road. I've seen players like you come. I've seen players like you go. This doesn't end well for you. Right. Like you're not, you know, <laughs> and now with all my emotional needs knowledge, I want to say, like, I know what you're doing. You know, you're you're hiding and you're protecting right. and, and you're meeting all your needs yourself and you're not. And it's never going to satiate you. And it's not going to go well for you down the road. Right. So not only are they bothering me because I'm still a human being and I'm still a coach and just do what I tell you. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. The number one thing I want, I always tell kids, if I coach you and I tell you something, the answer is yes, coach. Right. I said, and have enough courage. So if you're in the net, Eric, you and Brian are playing volleyball with me. Yeah. And Brian literally shoves you into the net. Yep. But I didn't see him shove you. All I do is see you in the net. And I say to you, Eric, get out of the net. Yeah. Which even now, I don't even say that because I know, you know, not to be in the net. But as an example, yeah. if I say, Eric, don't be in the net, I want you to have the confidence to go, yes, coach. Thanks, coach. Yep. Yes, coach. And then later come to me and go, by the way, <laughs> FYI, Yeah. Brian shoved me in the net. And yeah. I'll go, oh, oh that's too bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, be. you know, yeah, yeah, boy, anymore. It's sometimes real hard for people to say, yes, coach. Yes, coach. Yeah. And it's funny because the ones who are great at it, like there's a guy, Ray cello and Ray played. They're both now they might be seniors in college. But and Ray was great because his freshman year, first day of practice, first day of tryouts, he doesn't tell his mother that he's staying after school to try out. She calls the police looking for him. Oh my! I have another parent come to the gym and say, "Uh, "By the way, you might want to tell Ray to call his mom. The police are looking for him." Oh my gosh! But Ray was the greatest at yes, coach. Like he now works at Home Depot in the summer, and like I saw him one day in the garden section. He's like, "Yes, coach." (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Right. That's all I'm saying. Dude, he gets coach. me. He gets it. He's great. <laughs> we love it. So coaching has been hard this year because yeah. like I said, we've had some injuries and <gasps> man, one girl on my team who was my superstar. She was, she got hurt in the very first match of the yeah. year. One mm-hmm. of my superstars. Right. I know all the girls are listening to the podcast. They're all superstars. They're like, am I the superstar? Am I the super? Why is she the superstar? <laughs> um, But I obviously won't name her because she got injured in the very first, well, significant match of the year.
1: Yeah.
0: And, she was getting better, getting better, getting better, and now we just got her MRI results. You know, I'm ready. Maybe she can play last night, maybe next week. Oh, uh, stretch ligaments, torn ligament, broken ankle.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man. She's
0: not, I mean, she's not going to play Yeah, for us. Uh, out
1: for so the season. So that's sad. That, that is and sad. the first players. Well, and, dude, like, I remember at the beginning of the year, you were so excited. Yeah. So, like, man. This was it. Uh makes you. this is it i'm bummed this for is it. you oh yeah me too yeah yeah so
0: that's what i'm dealing with on that end of things um got a lot of weddings going back and forth and i'm All excited right? about that um it is <laughs> it's so funny i tell everybody that i teach how to be married yeah that my record is 33 and zero.
1: Man, we're up to 33
0: I, now oh at least Beep. and i tell them don't
1: be the one that screws it up. <laughs> that's the pressure. That's the pressure. Forget <laughs> about loving your spouse. It's about me. <laughs> there's gonna be some couple that's like ninety and they hate each other, but they stuck <laughs> it out because he just He's cheated <laughs> on her like six times.
0: <laughs> we are not going to be the ones. Especially because my brother, you know his standing line. Oh, I I forget it, but Yeah, Tommy said ah, they're lining a, up. It's only been ten years.
1: So <laughs> there's bound to be some.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just great like dealing with, you know, the couple I was, I met with on Sunday night and just listening to them and talk about how it's helped them and, and to meet each other's needs and to, yeah. to give each other, to recognize what they need and, and to not give support when they need comfort or uh, encouragement. Uh, and then the best part was I had said, cause this happens all the time. I'm like, uh, is Rachel coming to your wedding? And they're like, well, you said she was. And I'm like, oh, all right. Because like this year I've done seven. I have a total of, I think, seven weddings. So, I mean, it's a lot. I I, I get them confused. Sure. And so as I'm meeting with them, I text Rachel. And she's like, well, I wasn't going to because Bella had a concert. Right. But it was canceled. So I can if you want me to. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're coming. And the groom says, good, because you're going to be sitting at the table with my mom. And let me tell you, my mom's a little overbearing. And I thought, well, that's delicious. Like, I just can't wait. I said, you're having us sit with your parents. He goes, where else would you sit? Wow. And I said, well, normally they shuttle us off to the way back. Yeah, right. I said, it's always way. He goes, but you're the pastor. You're the efficient." He goes, besides, my mom is a big fan of Jay Mitlow. And I went, do I know your mom? He goes, nope she knows you oh, he man. said she knows you from you know the dealing with trey and, yeah. and how you guys handled that yeah. and uh, she's always seen you in the newspapers with the connellsville thing and with coaching and now you're marrying her son oh wow she's a big fan of you and your wife and i was like oh rachel's gonna have the worst time <laughs> it's another it's gonna be another wedding where i am <laughs> never allowed to go to the bathroom because <laughs> i can't leave rachel at the table <laughs> Because if I do, she ends up feeling alone, alone Alone at a wedding. And that's work for you. (laughs) Look what you did because it's not alone at a wedding. It's when you're at work and you feel alone because we've been looking at different times in life or times, um, I don't say in a day, but within life where you might feel alone. We've talked about feeling alone when things are good, feeling alone in tragedy, feeling alone in, uh, in your sin. Mm hmm. And tonight we want to look at work with you guys traveling. Yeah. I can't imagine what it's like when you're not with your friends, you're not with your family, you're yeah. not with your spouse yeah, and you're alone. And it, and it's more than the bad things happen on the road, you know, the, yeah, right, right, that kind of stuff. But I mean, I guess it's also real. I mean, yeah, because that's not my struggle doesn't mean it ain't a whole lot of people's struggles. Sure. But so there's that kind of alone. Yeah. But then there's also the office alone where you work in an office with umpty scrump number of people. And yet you're just in your little cubicle, not you, but one. Yeah. And you wonder how many days would I not come in before somebody realized I wasn't here? Yeah. And that I think a lot of people struggle with being alone. Yeah. At work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been there. I mean, so for me going out of town, like for like, you know, I'll just use this last trip, um, as an example, um, you know, I, no, nobody from my team was able to make the trip. So, and I have, there's like client success managers on bright edges side that, you know, client success
0: managers. Yeah. I just love the world. I know, dude. point. I'm not mocking it. I'm not mocking no, it. No, I'll mock it. I'm not mocking it because that's a real thing. I know. Because it's their job to make sure the clients experience SEO success. Exactly. Right. Right. Like when I didn't sell hydraulic and industrial hose, I was amazed at how many jobs were out there. Because I would go just meet with not just the maintenance guys, but like this guy, like Pennsylvania Flame Industries, where they use flamethrowers to harden metal. And I was like, that's what you do. Yeah, That's your job. You said, I think I'm going to start a company that hardens metal with flame. (laughs) That's a
1: job. That's That's what a guy does. That's a job. You know, so success managers. Right. And, and, and no, but I appreciate that. But like one thing that if you ever have the opportunity to speak at a conference for something like this, people hit you up on LinkedIn a lot. Oh, LinkedIn.
0: And, you know, by the way, yeah, I have yet to open my LinkedIn account. I've never signed up for LinkedIn. Good for you. Do you, know, do you know the number of people? Hello, Mary Lynn, The number of people who have asked me and request for me to join LinkedIn. Over 2.4 million. <laughs> okay, maybe it's 24. <laughs> but so now you're the man on LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, well, and but then there's like there's like different, you know, as I was looking at uh, at like the titles of different people that were like, like, oh, you know, stuff. And I'm like, I have, what does that mean? <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know.
0: Maybe you could give us an example as you scroll through and now can't find one.
1: <laughs>
0: You're like, hmm, manager, accounting,
1: SEO. Well, right. No, but like, results focused digital marketing and sales director. Like, there's so much in that title. That's not a title, that's that, a description. Like, right. I'm like, <laughs> say I it feel again. Like, Results-focused digital marketing and sales director, and he
0: makes probably or she eighty-five grand a year at least, probably hundred. The word directors in
1: there, and it depends on where he lives. Lead in growth marketing, digital and content integrated <laughs> marketing. What's a strategy. title? Like, it's just like this keeps on going. And isn't that in a way funny because there's probably optimization is one of those words. Or <laughs> you want to know what I am? SEO manager. There it is. Boom. 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 Optimized. You know what I do. That's why I manage SEO. That's why you guys get it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, going back to being alone. Being alone. But it's a good example of like, you see all these titles and all these people, and I'm like, that's not me. You know, like, and I just felt like a fish, like I said before, a fish out of water. And, you know, there was. So not only were you alone away from
0: home and not with your team, right? But comparing yourself to others, you felt.
1: Inadequate, in inadequate alone. right. Yeah. Even though I've been invited right. to talk, yeah, give a presentation that they've seen, you know, they like because they, you know, they we do dry runs and whatnot with them. So, like, they know what I'm going to be presenting and they find it adequate to talk about. Um, and yet I still feel inadequate and alone. Um, you're changing the title of this, podca- this uh, podcast to what inadequate and oh. alone at work. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, I really I really do appreciate my bright edge team they are really great people and and um they're fun to work with and whatnot but they also have like other clients there and like so they can't like spend their time with me the whole sure. time you know so um you know, there's times where I'm just like, it's just me. And you're
0: like, all right, team, where do you want to go next? I think we're all going to go to the bathroom and see if I can kill 10 minutes in there. Okay.
1: And, uh, Let's go
0: look out the window and pretend to be on our phone. Okay.
1: I was fortunate enough to run into some old old uh, Merkle people, like I said before, Jess and Dave, but I saw Chaz, who I used to work with at Merkle, and it was so fun seeing him, and we caught up. He doesn't work for Merkle anymore, but man, we had some good talks, and, uh, wait, and that was But wait, was fun. he there with a team? Yes, he had another <laughs> team member with him, so he was not...
0: So he's like, all right, well, we're going to go. You're like, okay, okay,
1: you go. He was like, hey, and hey, Stephanie, this you? is Eric the Leech. I mean, Eric, uh, SEO manager from <laughs> American Nah, they they... They were they were really they were really kind to me and, and uh I got to spend some time with them. But outside of that, like it's weird going to me, it's weird going back to my hotel room and it's just me in the hotel room and like I'd turn on the T V and like there's nothing on TV and then like I basically just like worked at night. I would catch up on email and then I'm like all right, let's look at the news. And then, like, it's just like, I just want to fall asleep so that I can wake up tomorrow and, you know, move on. Like, you when know. I
0: had that speaking engagement up in Port Allegheny, and it was a really cute bed and breakfast where I was staying, you know, Rachel couldn't go. And yeah. I sent her the pictures of it. And she was like, wow, that's really cute. You should have invited me, which, of course, I had. But the same thing, like, when I'm done speaking, the night's over, and I'm like, I have this gorgeous bed and breakfast, a satellite TV. Okay, come on. Come on, Port Allegheny. Who does satellite? And the team that didn't match. But here's here's how I keep myself from being alone. What did I do? I'm like, I'm getting me wings. <laughs> and I went, there was a bar down the street. Well, and I got, because I never get wings anymore. So I right. went to this bar, got wings, and didn't eat them there. Brought them back to the room and watched. Oh, and see. watched. Sorry, go ahead. Dana White looking for a fight on oh, YouTube, that, and didn't yeah. wait. Here's even the better part. I did watch some
1: Brooklyn Nine Nine on my tablet. There you go. Yeah,
0: didn't um, didn't have any napkins. They didn't give me napkins, oh, so I ended up using a washcloth. No, a <laughs> washcloth. But the next morning, as I'm leaving, you know, my stuff behind, I was like, they're gonna think I murdered somebody. <laughs> I literally left a note that said. I had wings, no napkin, sorry for the washcloth, and left it by the washcloth.
1: So <laughs> I kept myself from feeling alone. <laughs> and, like, I would have done that. Like, I would have, like, indulged a little bit. Sure. But I already indulged. Like, I was already so full. Yeah, you can't do food. You know? Yeah, if you ate, you're eating four-course uh, meals out of a uh, peg-leg oh, uh, pepper <laughs> yeah, grinder. There's just so much food. Organ um, grinder monkey. But, yeah. um Face. But just different dimensions of feeling alone at work, you know, going on, on, you know, one physically being alone, you know, and just being homesick um, and then feeling inadequate and feeling like I'm not, you know, good enough or, you know, whatever. But I think it's sometimes we
0: have to. Well, and for me, beyond being away at events and I didn't feel alone, I was excited to be alone actually that night because I was like, I get wings. But right. As a pastor and somebody who. You know, I have I work with two employees that I'm related to both. One's an administrator slash secretary. The other is my plant services supervisor slash custodian, and that's my nephew. It's not like there's a whole lot of teamwork at work as far as employees, right? But the way I've built up the management structure of the church, okay, I've got elders, I've got trustees. You know, that's they help with ministry trustees, help with building and money. I've got team leaders that help function with the ministry and everything else. So there's, you know, I've I've built team and community into the structure at the church. Yeah. But yet at 11 o'clock in the morning, when I get done with a meeting that either went really well or really bad with somebody who needs me, it's funny how alone I feel. Yeah. Because like I will think of you, but I'm like, he's working. I can't call him or even for somebody that I can call nine times out of 10, it's pretty confidential. Yeah. And so in that moment, I can't be like, Hey, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's someone I just met with. I can't tell you who, and I really can't tell you what. And so that's the kind of aloneness that I experience, especially when I want to celebrate like this was just incredible or yeah. what it doesn't really impact anything, but it's a crazy story. Yeah. But it's still confidential. Sure. Or else, maybe it isn't confidential, but it is one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Well, most people have jobs that I can't call them at one o'clock in the afternoon right. You're like, and oh, share Oh, man, a crazy Brian story. would love the story right, right but now. I'm sure
1: he's working or right. doing something. Um, but, uh, go ahead. The other thing that I felt on this trip was, you know, I, I left on a work trip three months after Maggie was born. About three months after mm. Maggie was born. And, like, it was hard to leave. This time it was really hard to leave. Like, and you came back and she's like, She's so much bigger. <laughs> yeah. but, like, 48. but like, you know, now that she knows who I am and she's saying dada and like she has this little personality and like she's just more of a developed human, you know, it was just so much harder to leave her. And then, you know, we did some FaceTiming when I was up there wow. and then like that, like, after hanging up, I was like, Ugh You know, so that was hard. But also like I did appreciate the first night is the night I slept the best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) yeah, yeah. And that was great. Dude, I've totally forgotten about this. That was great. The second night was the night before my presentation. Uh, So so you were
0: consumed, uh, you're thinking, you're working. Well, and
1: I wasn't even, like, worried. No, but you're working it, you're thinking it. Yes, I was just thinking about it. Rehearsing? Yeah, and I just... Hey, uh, Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, every Saturday night. Every Saturday night. Woof, I could see that. Sure, because that's how I prepare.
0: That's and why then, I have, like, five things written down for every sermon. I don't have notes. I don't right. like, keywords. Right,
1: right, right. And then the last night, we all went out, like, after. We went out for, one, we went out for dinner. And then, two, we went out, like, to this New York. Strip. <laughs> what? No, Strip this, steak for dinner. This, uh, this New York um, Irish pub huh. called O'Hara's. And it was cool. It was, it was in, like, down near the World Trade Center, and it had, like, Firefighter patches from all over, like you know, uh, all over the bar that were yeah. displayed and stuff. So it was really cool. It was it was a really cool place. We were playing music on the on the jukebox and having a good time, just reflecting on the on the on the week. Um, but you know, it was it was a late night, and then like I just I just wanted to go to bed so bad because I had to get up and get on a plane to come back home. And then you got that whole thing too, like oh, I was, oh, I got traveling by yourself. <laughs> oh man,
0: <laughs> dude, I remember. Back to your first night's sleep was one of the times it hit me was one of my last young life camp trips. And I remember going into my first night's sleep and I think I had to drive separate to pick a different kid up or something. Yeah. So my, you're on a camp trip with yeah, in your cabin, maybe 18 high school guys. Yeah. And you go into those normally like, this is war. I'm going to try to survive this week. (laughs) Right. Everything else. I remember being like, there's a very high likelihood that none of these 18 high school kids are going to wake me in the middle of the night and ask me to take them to the bathroom. Like, cause I like think at this point we had three kids, you know, at home yeah. and I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to get like six straight hours <laughs> <Yeah>. of sleep. <laughs> you know, the other leaders are, you know, the, the staff people the next morning are all like, oh, and I'm like, good morning, <laughs> skipping around. So yes, I celebrate that yeah, with you yeah, yeah. and like, you didn't even feel bad. I right? was fresh that first full day. <laughs> That was good. (laughs) But as we go through and, and we talk about this, I think it's important for us, you know, with everyone else listening to be on the lookout for people who feel alone at work. Oh yeah. Because that's a great opportunity to be that one person, you know, the Dane cook joke, um, (laughs) you know, there's the weirdo at work that every day you should give them candy because one day when they flip out and you know attack everybody at work, they'll fling open your door and go, Thanks for the candy. That's right. And they move right on. But on a similar vein, if we're the one person that makes sure we check in with somebody and says hello, what a great what a great yeah, way to be like, used. So to it, love people.
1: At an old job of mine there was a guy I remember like nobody didn't nobody hated him. Right. But I felt like nobody was going out of their way, you know, to Say hey or anything. He wasn't like in that. the negative column. He wasn't, he wasn't in the, the positive, positive column. column. Um, he was just there, you right. know. And you know, I felt like you know, I just felt called to like just talk to him, you know. Just, <laughs> right. You not, know, like not, not like, invite him over, not go on vacation with him. Just say hey, you got any big plans coming up this weekend? You know. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, that's great. You know, and wherever the conversation. <laughs> Except when he would, would say go, no. Like <laughs> <laughs> really oh, okay. Well, no, because you know, you know my spin there, because I can relate. Because like, and it might, it might not work out in my favor, but whenever they say no, I'm like, oh, that's the best. You don't have any plans. You can do whatever you want, you know, because that's how I feel. Like, I'm like, there's no plans. We don't have to see any family. Sorry, family. Or like, you know. <laughs> They're not listening. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, that's just the way it is. Like if, if, in For you. For me. But not for him. But maybe not. But, maybe you know, that it, could, right. it could be one of those things. But the important like, part is you check in
0: with those people. Exactly. And actually let them know that they exist. Right. And that you know and that they matter. Right. I Which, see you. Right. Yeah. Because that'll just, you know, a little bit yeah, to let them know that they're around. Yeah. I do that with a couple of different people in ministry. I was going to say pastors, but really I'm like one or two pastors that I will do that with where I check in with them and I will ask pointed questions that I know they know that I know what it's like. Yeah. And I'll say, you know, hey, have you had any of these meetings lately? And they're like, oh, always, you know, but I also do it in ministry. And the beauty of having worked for Young Life for 12 years, every once in a while, I'll meet with a Young Life staff person in the Pittsburgh area. And none of them knew me then. Yes. Yeah. They're all new. They're all young. They're all 23, 24. And they don't even I mean. I'm a ghost in young life anymore. Like I didn't exist. You were, I was a in legend. charge of all. No, no, no. That's my point. I mean, I was in charge of all of Pittsburgh when I was on yeah, young life staff. Yeah, right. Now there isn't a person in Pittsburgh who knows who I am. I'm a ghost. I don't exist. Wow. And so it's good. Cause I can meet with them and they'll say stuff like, you know, Oh, you know, I just, sometimes it's really, I just find it. Uh, what do they say to me? Like, I'm just trying to really work on the basics and everything else. And I'm like, you're not doing anything. They're like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. We've all been there. You know, don't don't say that you're doing something you're not. I can call them on it yeah. because what they're doing is going through the day feeling alone. Mm. I'm a fraud. I'm not doing my job. I'm not good enough at this. I'm not that. And I can join them and be like, yeah, I've been there. It's okay. Right. you gonna be all right tomorrow. Go love somebody tomorrow. Go meet a high school kid. Go do something. Yeah. Um, so I try to do that to keep people from feeling alone. And and let them know that that I get it. Yeah. And that you're, again, that they're not alone You're with them. The the worst thing you think of that you're worried people think of you. Yeah. I've already thought it. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm okay. You know, I'm a terrible person just like you. Yeah. And that you're not alone. But I think it's important to, again, always think of what does that person need? Is it attention? Right. Because sometimes the person that's alone wants to be alone, wants to be alone, but still maybe they need respect. Right. And so you can go to them and say, hey, you know what, I just, I'm, I'm amazed that nobody ever speaks bad about you and you just got such great reputation here. Yeah. Boom. And you move on. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah. It could be the fact of belonging. Hey, you know what? I'm so glad, you know, we don't talk a lot, but I'm glad you're a part of my team. Yeah. And they're like, I'm not on your team. You're like, ah, here at work, you know, the name of the company. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I know you're not on my team team, um, but whatever that is, again, try to get as good as you can be at emotional needs. Because if you're not having those needs met, you feel alone. Yeah. So the person that, like you said, the the quiet person that doesn't want attention just wants to know that they belong. Right. If you start pointing out who they are and give them all the attention in the world. That's the worst. They're not going to want that either. Right. And so now they don't feel alone, but they're still not. They're alone me. and annoyed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and annoyed and they hate you. Yeah, and and you're going to be frustrated because you gave, you thought you were doing something good, and you weren't. I'm sorry for my friendship, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, look at me. Pardon me. So sorry. So I think we can do that and look out for people in similar occupations or in similar companies. Yeah. And just look and say, okay, who needs me? That's such a simple thing to ask yourself. Who yeah. needs me? Yeah, Because we go through life. I pray every day for Joe and Bella. And I pray, the, and I say this, in the car on the way to school. And it's so funny. Again, let's go back to being parents. Yeah. I'm so happy they go to school together now, again, because they're both at the high school. Uh, one, one drop one, off. One, uh, one prayer. Uh. <laughs> That's convenient for me. <laughs> Before I'd have to like pray pray twice and I would sit there and when I drive Joe to school at the high school and then Bella to the junior high school, I didn't want to give them the same prayer cause like they were ever going to compare. You didn't want
1: one being better than the other. Exactly. So (laughs) I pray for
0: them that they would, that they would live outside of themselves is the phrase that I've been using over the last week or so. Okay. That it wouldn't be about their needs and their consumption of life, Hmm. but they could live outside of themselves to allow God to use them to, to love other people. And that's sort of the same thing that we need to go through our work days and say okay who needs me like it's i got to do this i have this meeting i have this i have that if we can live outside of ourselves yeah. and try to find the person that's feeling alone what a great service you've done to them sure and you think about it from an employer's standpoint if you're the person that's going around and making sure everybody else is doing a good job not doing a good job feels included and feels yeah, part yeah. of the team yeah and you're still getting your job done blah blah blah
1: yeah i think that's going to make you a more valuable employee I always felt I would think so and this is, this might be a little telling this might sound really bad. I felt like you, i feel like you could do and this is just a general statement this isn't how I work but I feel like you could do like c level work, but if you're that guy meeting your team's needs of like appreciation and and whatnot, they will back you up and they will help you whenever you are down and you you've got yeah you've you know got, got every
0: I mean? everybody everybody else's job is going to go up yeah you the you the you're, the, you're, the just the bu- you're building them player.
1: up right you're building them up you're but that be, guy yeah that's your strength you know and it's not a bad thing i'm not saying i'm not you know i'm not saying do c level work but i'm saying like if you're at a point in your life and you're in a tough position at whatever job you're doing and you're feeling inadequate you might have be gifted in another way in that position be, be, with the people around you it's well, awesome and likewise If
0: you're that guy that's always, again, the consummate team player that's lifting everybody else up, that's making sure nobody feels left out, feels alone, you're the one that everybody can listen to, and even, you know, you're getting your job done. Yeah. You're not excelling. You're getting your job done. And they're looking at cutbacks. Who are they going to cut back? Right. The guy that's always looking out for himself or the guy that looks out for everybody else? Right. No, you're going to stay around. Yeah. You're going to be there a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, You know, and that other guy, he's going to have to learn to do better.
1: Do better. Do better. We can always do better. We can I'll tell you who who can do better. <laughs> There's some specific people that can do better. <laughs> there are
0: some specific people that can do better. And I will tell you. The first people that can do better is the Des Moines Register and
1: Anheuser-Busch. Oh, okay. I'm calling them out. So it's interesting, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, there was a documentary on It was on Netflix. It was called Beer Wars. I don't think it's on there anymore. It was fascinating to find out how many beer brands they own. Oh, yes. Like if you well, go, but they're not
0: even owned anymore. They're owned by like a somebody else. Sure.
1: But like whatever, like that whole. Whoever they are. Whoever they are. They own lots of beer. They own like when they, they like did a visualization in. like, it's like if, them. If and you look Coors. at a wall in the beer distributor, they own like three fourths of mm-hmm. it all. Like they own Rolling Rock. Yeah. who used to be a local brewery here about uh, about 45 minutes to an hour outside of Pittsburgh. Sure. Um, and now it's not brewed here anymore. It doesn't taste the same. Are you saying that? Uh,
0: like you're saying it doesn't taste the same? It doesn't taste the same. It doesn't have the same... Uh, it doesn't use the same water.
1: Right. And they use the water out in La and now it's not the, it's Look not the same Look at you with La Lay- everybody oh, man. in Latrobe just went, out. hell yeah. yeah that's right. That ain't no Latrobe. Shout out to Andy Mazza, my old boss at Tyler Mountain Water, who was born and raised in Latrobe. And that's why you know it Corrected to be Latrobe. Corrected everybody. Uh, to go further down the alcoholic
0: uh, scale was the fact that I used to sell wine in the state of Indiana. Yeah. And like Gallo Wines owns much more wine than anybody would imagine. Same way. Like hmm. Carlo Rossi. Yeah. Gallo. You know, huh. Bartlett and James wine coolers. Gallo. Wow. Peter Vella boxed wine. Gallo. Wow. So, yeah. I Turning leaf. Gallo. Wow. But that's not this. On September 14th, an Iowa man named Carson King went viral after holding a sign on ESPN College game day asking for donations on Venmo to pay for his Bush Light supply.
1: Oh my God! When
0: cash unexpectedly poured in, King decided to give it to a local children's hospital instead of buying beer, leading Venmo and Enhauser Bush to pledge matching donations. Uh, it went up and up and up. I forget the
1: exact amount. So wait a minute, this is a do better. Oh yeah, but so far it's a good story, right? Am oh, I it's hearing a great this correctly? Story. So like he's he at first he asked for beer money. That's right. And then it turned into people donating. Thousands and, thousands and
0: thousands and thousands of a, dollars.
1: He his conscience hit him and was like, okay. I guess, yeah, I can't do this. I can't, I've got to give, give it to charity." And
0: so Anheuser-Busch and Venmo made matching donations. Okay. Well, that's when the Des Moines Register reporter Aaron Calvin set out to profile King and found two offensive tweets the 24-year-old had sent. When he was 16. Oh, my gosh. That discovery has now sparked an acrimonious conflict. Ugh. By the way, I just properly pronounced acrimonious having not read this before nailed it as King quickly lost his partnership with Anheuser-Busch and the Des Moines Register scrambled to explain his decision to report on the old tweets in the first place. So Anheuser-Busch and Venmo did honor to match their donations, but said they have severed ties with Carson King. Now here's the best part of the story. So this is, I actually, tonight I have two do better. Can't do better. Yeah, so yeah. do better Des Moines register. It doesn't matter what the kid said when he was 16. He has done great things out of being a moron with a sign, <laughs> right? Giving money to children's hospital. And you got to
1: come up with two offensive tweets like, from eight years ago. Right. There's the do better. That is a do better. And like, I'm so sick of it. You well, know? I remember. And this was, this was years ago. This, this might've been like eight years ago. And are you are familiar with the, uh, with the onion? the satire yes, news. Very much so. Um, they've been around. They were probably, they feel like they were like one of the original satire news websites, but I remember I think they
0: are the original.
1: They might be, there might've been like some smaller ones, but they're the ones that was like first, like big one. Right. And I remember that uh, one of the articles was Republican party seeking out Amish kids for future, you know, candidates, presidential candidates, you know, for in 2020 or 2045, because Everybody is going oh, to I have get to pay for whatever they did on social media so in need years the prior. So people who don't use it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. And I was like, you know, it's satire, but it's not uh, a bad idea. <laughs>
0: so Aaron Cal- Calvin is the reporter yes. who did the research. Well, uh, <laughs> What has happened is, and I I actually was watching this happen live last night on Twitter. On Twitter, okay. Watching it unfold, which I'm never that guy. Like, I'm always like, you know, somebody's like, check out this thread. Yeah. But I was the one last night going, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. (laughs) Because wouldn't you know it, some people did a little digging Ah. into the reporter Aaron Calvin's past. And didn't we find some pretty nasty tweets from back in the day? Wow. And uh, so, on the other hand, I can't do better. Twitter universe. (laughs) Twitter universe. For that. So it's gone on for the rest of the day, and I'll link the article. But uh,
1: yeah. So do better. Do better. Can't do better. Way to go, Twitter community. Um, So I don't know where this was. So, title of mine This is a raid. Where's the drugs? Quote. Addict stormed in dressed as cop. So a drug addict dressed up as a police officer before storming an associate's home screaming, this is, the, this is a police raid and where are your drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Thinking he was the real deal, Daniel Thomas, two victims handed over their ice and cannabis stash before being beaten so badly with a hammer that the real police thought they had died. Well, this just got darker. <laughs> So wait. So there was a, there's a guy, a drug addict, right, dressed up as a police officer, stormed in, said this is a police raid. And then beat them with a hammer. And where all your drugs? And then they gave up their drugs and then he beat them with a hammer. This got a lot darker than I thought it was. <laughs> um and like one of the things when we talk about do better, you think about Did he have a costume? I right, like some of the logistics I think of like I guess it doesn't need to be a very convincing Outfit or costume. I get because you could have, just, yeah, you could junkies be, that.
0: Well, but you could also be an unmarked guy, like you know, Sorry, huh?
1: I feel like junkies is a bad word. It's a bad word. Okay. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but but here's my part in the do better. So you went to rip off people who have drugs, and you took a hammer. So. Do better. Like, what if they'd have called his bluff? What's he gonna? He has a hammer? Yeah. And to I, their end, if you're gonna be dealing with that kind of drugs, you got beat up by a guy with a hammer? Yeah. A lot of do better.
1: Go- There's lot a lot of do better. And I'll, I'll post the article, but man, it is. Whew. And I feel bad. I do feel bad. And you know what? Speaking of that. Because we were talking about that earlier. It's about being beaten with a hammer. Go on. Talking about and talking about do better, Antonio Brown. Oh, how did you go there? Well, I mean, he's kind of the ultimate. Bless do his heart. This week, however, you know, we were talking about him at work, and I, as much as like I am frustrated of how things have just gone with him, sure, you know, on this on the Steelers and. He's an incredible, incredible football player, so talented, and it's just a waste. I genuinely, there's a big part of me that genuinely feels bad for him because he's just so lost. No one in their right mind. And exactly. I mean, hold on. When I say right yeah. mind,
0: I'm not saying CTE. I'm saying, and I tweeted about this as far as like, yeah. and I was sort of being snarky in that, but was like, I would love, like as a guy who's sort of an expert in emotional needs yeah. and the impact of hurts in our life. Yeah. What his emotional need makeup gotta is. be hurt? Oh, there's hurts. Tons of hurt. There's a lot of hurts in there. I don't know for where or from what, right? From everything else. Um, I can't imagine the the what's going on inside his brain. And
1: watching him like unravel, uh, you know, out in public, it's like man, like it's been quiet though for a few days. Yeah, well, I, I, that's know, scary. Wanna, yeah, right. Like that is scary because you never know what that means. But like, but man, just. Just watching him and unravel, I'm like, dude, this is it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt whenever you fall all the way down, my man. Like it's that's and that's rough, and I feel bad. I do. I I genuinely feel bad. We joke about doing better, but man, I I genuinely feel bad for for some people that are just so far. Speaking so far of football, there. yeah, Hakeem
0: Law is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, he is a military veteran and a former firefighter, and this is can't do better. He helped save people trapped in a burning building around 2 a.m. on Monday morning. Whoa. When interviewed about his heroics, he said they were throwing babies out the window and we just kept catching them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unlike Agalor. Nelson Aguilar is a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. He called another player out? Not another player. A player. He's just a fan. Fi- oh, he's, he's just, just a, a fan.
1: He's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a fan. And he was
0: being interviewed oh, about being Mike. a hero. I got gotcha. you. And in the middle of being a hero, he goes, we were just catching them babies. <laughs> oh, unlike Aguilar. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> that's amazing. And, so, and it was all over Twitter. And people were just like, <laughs> never change, Philly. Never change. <laughs> that and you that's can't, amazing. And I'm sure, well, actually, I'm sure Mr. Calvin is going to research uh, this guy yeah and and show that he's a terrible person from something he tweeted in Absolutely. kindergarten. it's gotta be some eight years ago but so the can't do better actually is twofold okay because here's my man who saved lives catching babies can't do better not catching yeah. your babies yeah two calls out a, a, a professional football player for dropping a football in the midst of his 15 minutes of fame 12 yeah. minutes whatever it's called it's fantastic however then nelson aguilar gets on social media oh boy and says, I would love to meet with you. Yeah. I want you to be my guest. I want you to come to a oh, game. Oh, that's awesome. No hard feelings. It's all good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because I mean, if if that's you, like you do have to take it, you know, with a grain of salt. And like, if you're not if it's not your year, things aren't going too well. Yeah, a bad dirt. game. Drop a couple right, balls. Bad game. You gotta you gotta respect the burn. Like that's a that's a so, burn. <laughs> that's a solid burn. You can't do better than that. Can't do better. And that's how we like to leave on a high note with a can't do better catching babies out of burning buildings thank you so much Facebook uh, for listening and thank you uh, so much for commenting and, and joining us live um, and if uh, if you want to join us next week uh, Wednesday evening somewhere in between 8 and 9 o'clock um, we'll be here broadcasting live Brian will be back Brian will be back can't wait um, unless he gets
0: lost in Mississippi
1: and uh, visit us in, uh, at lunchtime in Rome, lunchtimeinrome.com and um,